0: Man, it has been a busy week. This is the Monday edition of Corbett's Corner. Matthew Kruzan, I'm Dylan Corbett. Football dominating the headlines. I uh, do want to encourage you to check out today's Corbets. We had Christos on. He was our guest better for today. First time we've ever met him. He's a delight. Uh, knows some stuff. his stuff, too. So it was a real treat. I, uh, that's on all of our channels, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. So check that out today. And I also do want to say that we are going to be releasing a new podcast tomorrow. It'll be dropping tomorrow. It is called Winging It with myself and the Platts Brothers. So that will be a long-form pop culture podcast that is on the docket for tomorrow, and you can expect that every Tuesday. But of course, every Monday, we will buy and sell some NFL stock. And first, I do want to hit some NFL headlines. This was the game we were all watching last night, right? We got some free football. Uh, overtime between Seattle and the Cardinals. Boy, that NFC West, it, it's now – the NFC West, the lowest team in that division is now the 49ers at 4-3. and three. That is more than two games ahead of the current leader of the NFC East, the Eagles. I mean, and one of them is going to make the playoffs, and unfortunately it's going to be from that garbage division. Um, but that was the game, I would say, of the week. Uh, Seattle and the Cardinals – Uh, Just one thing I want to get off my chest right away is, oh, my freaking God, DK Metcalf. That was one of the most incredible plays I have ever seen, just feats of athleticism I have ever seen, where he turns on the Jets, catches a guy, Buda Baker, who's not slow, and it looked like something out of National Geographic where a large predatory animal is just chasing down this guy, and then they didn't even end up scoring, it was crazy. The Cardinals had so many different chances to win that game. They eventually did, but just a wild ending. Are you, Matt? Are you buying or selling less on the? Jeez, oh, I lost my train of thought on the Seahawks, or was that just the Cardinals? Maybe, maybe in fact, legit. I
1: that whole division is legit. I remember, or I heard that live yesterday when the Niners were about to put away the. Uh, Patriots they said you know they're gonna win this game now every team is guaranteed to be over 500 moving forward um I don't yeah that division they're just all gonna beat each other up it's honestly gonna be really interesting to see who comes out winning that division getting you know the two three seeds just because they all got to play each other and that's their toughest game uh I'm still high on Seattle obviously but yeah Arizona showed a lot Tyler Murray is very good. He still makes the bad throws. That pick right after they got a pick was horrible, but a few times he's out in space and he's like a cheat code grinding the ball.
0: Yeah, speaking of cheat codes, I mean, this is – I wanted, so DK Metcalf didn't have a good game statistics-wise, but he stole the show by running 100 yards and chasing a guy down. I, I've never seen a human being like that. He almost looks like Miles Garrett playing wide receiver. Um, who, who would you compare him to? Because I don't think we've seen a receiver like Metcalf since Megatron, Calvin Johnson.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. He's Megatron who runs um, a 4-3 instead of a Uh, (sighs) 4-4. He's a receiver unlike we've seen before. Like you said, didn't didn't put up the receiving numbers yesterday, but he literally saved – he didn't save the game because they lost. He almost was the reason they won the game simply from that play. I knew as soon as he caught him they were not going to give up a touchdown in that drive. I thought that, you know, they might hold them to three, which still would have been a huge play, four-point swing. But you knew they were not going to give up a touchdown after that play. That's just how sports work.
0: No kidding. And I want to transition to kind of the larger point of that with – I feel like we're watching a whole new game. Uh, Before it was Brady, Manning, tall, sturdy, white guy in the pocket. Now it's get the ball out quick. You don't want to take a sack. We're making human beings now that I don't think are – it's like we're engineering them in a lab, D.K. Metcalf, Miles Garrett. The game is changing. And so you played the under tonight in a parlay, and Nick Saban made this comment, I think it was a couple weeks ago, where he said "It's it's not about defense wins championships anymore. It's barely about can your defense hold the other team from 30. Uh, just because that's how the game has changed. Look what happened to Matt Stafford yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. He he got lit up by A.J. Terrell out of the secondary. Totally clean hit, except not in today's NFL. Protect the quarterback at all costs. It's not you can't hit him high, you can't hit him low. It's protect the money, you just can't hit him hard, which is so Mm -hmm. frustrating for a defensive player. But what I'm trying to get at is, The quarterbacks are getting the ball out so fast. They are so accurate. Look at Russell Wilson last night dropping in dime after dime to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's looking like he's Jerry Rice. I mean, it's all about the offensive game now, and it must be so – it must be really frustrating for a solid defensive team like the Bears.
1: Right. Yeah, the game has changed immensely that's why it's so frustrating as a Bears fan we still haven't found a quarterback who can just right. do what you know it you would think the quarterback position is almost evolving to a more simple position with what you're saying get it out quickly get it to your playmakers get it's all, all about safe. scheming
0: exactly scheming up it's all about scheming. to get open
1: yeah so you you like to see it as a fan perspective more points there's more entertaining plain and simple so
0: yeah it's it is interesting again it's it was the game of the week uh, i would say last night uh i i'm gonna miss mountain time man i miss mountain time zone so i was still in bed by 10 o'clock last night and got to see a great game i feel bad for people who live on the east coast uh, like our guy christos uh, originally right because i used to live on the east coast too and it was just a nightmare you know you gotta wait until seven for every single game all right so yeah that kind of wraps up my point you're still high on the seahawks i am as well i think the cardinals kind of just jumped into my head as, okay, maybe this team can be legit. Uh, that was a big home win as a three-and-a-half-point dog uh, on primetime, right? Primetime stage. Okay, now to misery. Uh, I'm immune to it, the Falcons. I, I'll admit you, it was a wedding. I had an outdoor wedding and then a reception Saturday night. I was driving from Minneapolis, many of you know. So Sunday was a rough go for me. So I'm, you know, obviously watching the red zone. I'm kind of in and out of a nap. Um, but, of course, I had to wake up for my dozing off. To hear, and he's rolling left. Hawkinson touchdown. Of course, the Falcons lose with zero times uh, zero seconds left on the clock. I'm immune to it. This is, this franchise is cursed. This franchise is a joke. They can't win games. Um, so I, I just chalked that up. I didn't bet the Falcons because I knew that line's scary. I told you they were gonna whoop the Vikings bleep, uh, and they did. But I didn't like that against the Fal- uh, against the Lions. Now I will tell you, we're gonna hit them Thursday against the Panthers but it was just another heartbreaking loss just unbelievable uh the Falcons are just were you even surprised they lost that game
1: no I as soon as Gurley's blunder which Jesus. that was just the most pathetic thing it's like he fell limply as he knew he had gone too far um no there we knew that was gonna happen it was gonna come down to the last play it always does with the Falcons, and frankly, it always does with the Lions, too. Yeah. Uh, I do have to disagree with hitting them on Thursday because I actually already placed the Thursday night bet on.
0: What's that line? I haven't even looked.
1: My Panthers minus three at even money. I think McCaffrey's going to come back. Panthers big time.
0: Uh, Carolina at home? Yes. Uh, I would retort with just look about how the Panthers have done with McCaffrey versus without. So I might take the Falcons plus three, and they might win that game. I that here's another point: is that is uh, I don't don't pay guys money. Odell Beckham, yeah, uh, you know Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you you look what the Steelers are pooping out at receiver every single year. They, they poop out wide receiver stars, and it, I think it's just all about finding people in the draft and then getting that quarterback to where you could pay him Patrick Mahomes money.
1: We, I agree. It's uh, it's always tough paying certain guys so much money because it just depletes your team. I mean, look at the Vikings; they paid uh, twelve oh, percent no of their money to the Cousins, and it just it completely reconstructs your rosters in ways you don't want to. Uh, but I am willing and ready to put the Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers are better them without him. Them. Narrative to bed; they've now lost two without him. They just happened to play three easy, three easier teams to beat when they won those first three without him. That's fair. They're better without him. He'll come back. He'll go for 200 all-purpose on Thursday
0: night. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be an offensive. Just. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm actually pumped. I'll be watching that fully in effect there. Um, so let's see here. Let's transition to your Bears tonight. They've got the Rams. You're on the Bears. I took the Rams minus six. Uh, I'm playing just a bounce back. I faded the Rams last week, so that's my usual thing is now I'll take them this week. Uh, Bears have been solid, but, again, continuing to get just absolutely zero respect.
1: Zero respect, but that's okay. I would rather it be like that. Uh, big matchup in the trenches today. At Aaron Donald, we know he is a generational talent, a generational game changer, game wrecker, and he will be going up against a very weak Bears offensive line. They either can't run or they can't pass block or they can't do both, but it certainly have not passed blocked well, run blocked well, all at the same time. So look for him to wreak havoc, especially with their uh, Bears left guard out for the season. So they'll be weak there. Jalen Ramsey will tail trail uh, Allen Robinson all over the field. We'll see what Foles does on uh, Sunday night. They always start slow. Every game this season, the Bears have started slow against the Giants. So we'll see if they can, uh, you know, get off to a better start offensively. The thing that keeps them in every game is the defense. They uh, don't let other teams... You know, score very often. They they're more of a bend but don't break defense rather than just shutting you know choking you out and not giving you anything. They they've given up yards and some big plays, but they, they found ways to get the stops when they mattered. So
0: on that note, uh, how do you think Golf's going to do tonight against the Bears team?
1: Golf has been absolutely horrific against the Bears in the last two times they've played on prime time. The uh, the game two years ago, that was when the Rams were ten and one coming into Soldier yeah. Field on a. Sunday or Monday night, the Rams scored on their first drive and did not score the rest of the game. That was the 15-6 game. So I don't know what it is, but they have Goff's number. I think a lot of it is, you know, getting pressure up front, having a uh, having quick linebacker to cover the back out of the field, uh, backfield, and Roquan Smith. Uh, so yeah, we'll see there, but look for them to turn him over two times. If the Bears turn Goff over two times or more, the Bears will win.
0: I think this is going to be such a crap game. I'm, I'm you know, I'm on the Rams, so I'm hoping for like a 17-10 win. But, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying about Goff. I think he's going to have one of these games where he's building up a lot of yardage, but maybe throws a pick or two in the red zone or on the wrong side of the field. Maybe he gets a touchdown here. And I, I don't expect Foles to do anything. Again, I think he's going to have trouble with Donald, uh, who likes to show out on uh, primetime as well. Um, so that that's a pretty solid Corbett's corner right there. Again, it was a jam-packed NFL weekend um and again we're getting set for another big sports week as well the Dodgers uh that kind of got lost in everything too maybe we'll just wrap up on that how about Kershaw rewriting the narrative so to speak is he gonna uh is he gonna have to come in for three innings to get the World Series MVP kind of like what Bumgarner did or is it uh you know like is he gonna come out of the bullpen or are his two wins in the World Series gonna be enough
1: his two wins in the World Series will be enough. Uh, they, so, is this going to be today, a
0: sentimental World Series MVP for Kershaw? You know, he's been good. He, he didn't dazzle, but he certainly was better than the normal Kershaw we see in these spots.
1: No, it, it's not sentimental at all. I mean, to me, when you win a series baseball four games out of seven, if you're a starting pitcher and you win two of them, then you are automatically the front runner to win the MVP unless you have a hitter that's just going off, but their whole lineup has been so balanced. So that's kind of, um, you know, a product of their own environment. Every hitter has contributed in different ways. So there's no one that stands out in the lineup. It's actually an easy call if you have, you know, one starter yeah. wins two out of four games.
0: The the Rays' offense has disappeared. What the heck happened to Austin Meadows? Uh, I was watching that ninth inning and, uh, you know, he got – he came in for Renfro and all he did was go over 2 with two Ks. I mean, the the offense is disappearing. And, again, credit to the Dodgers. Have, is it going to be Snell? Have they named the starters for the game six tomorrow?
1: Snell tonight and then um, – I didn't uh, – Dodgers haven't named yet. It'll be Snell tonight and then if there is – Are they playing on that? Seven, I thought they were tomorrow. It's tomorrow.
0: Okay. Um, Um, If I
1: said tonight, my bad. Uh, Game seven would be Bueller versus Morton.
0: Gotcha. And uh, do you have a prediction? I think it's going to be Dodgers in seven. Uh,
1: I think they get it done in six. Dodgers in
0: six. I like that. Yeah, it's going to be huge for baseball because, again, we kind of almost forgot about it. All all the headlines and, you know, ESPN is just going to feed you. uh, Football Sunday eats up college football Saturday. It's going to eat up the World Series game. But I think uh, game six or if we have a game seven which would be Tuesday Wednesday right that's going to do a huge number I think even though the ratings uh, haven't been that great but I've been watching I've been enjoying I know you have as well he's Matt Cruzen. I'm Dylan Corbett that wraps up Corbett's Corner again check out Corbett's today we had a new guest better Christos from LA uh, it was a lot of fun with him. So check that out. We're getting you set for Monday night football. And of course you're on Corbett's corner wrapping up uh, the football Sunday and the weekend of sports winging it coming tomorrow with the Platts brothers and myself. We're back on Corbett's corner on a Wednesday and Corbett's of course, our daily sports betting podcast, wherever you enjoy your podcast and YouTube as well.